0: Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Jesus' Girlfriend. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode three of three. So where do we leave off? Let's do some history, shall we? So what it, Ken, why should I care, say some of you? Well, because what you are now looking for in other people to satisfy can only be found in Him. And if I tell you this now, why wouldn't you stop looking? All of history tells us that human relationships just don't work without God. Oh yeah, you can fake it. But when things go bad, everyone knows the truth. Pain has a way of bringing out the truth. Be it the first heavenly supper, at His table. No story could be so profoundly uplifting as the one saturated in truth. So when Jesus comes back, He will shout to the world and to her, that he and she are now destined to be together forever and all of eternity. It is indeed a Cinderella story that cannot be made up. Think about it. See this moment when Jesus is blowing a trumpet so loud that everyone hears, and are awakened by it. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16-17 For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So we will get back to the sea, but for now we should catch what Jesus states here. The dead in Christ will first respond to the trumpet because we know his voice of many waters. Galatians 2.20, Revelations 1.15, and John 10.4. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. 51 through 53. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Okay, so this is not your average trip to men's warehouse. You shall be changed, and the decrepit earthly you shall be made in glorious manner, not like an alien, although we are called so upon earth, but the bride, that has indeed made herself ready. Where? On earth. How? Died to self. You see, she became a dead seed in order to reproduce a harvest that would make up whatever portion of the bride that remained incomplete at the time of her or our ministry. So let's finish by summarizing what you as an authentically born-again believer is currently going through. It is important to see the correlation between Jesus and his expectation for his bride. In John 12, 25, we are told that you must hate this life in this world and that this is the beginning of qualifying us for brideship. Then we are told that we will reproduce fruit that reflects who we are in Genesis 1, 11, and 12, and that we will be or exist and consist of earth. Funny, but isn't that what a seed needs to grow? Earth? And now you see why Jesus had to be born on this planet, so that he too could become an earthen vessel. And so we carry on with the seed journey, only to come to the most difficult place of instruction. John 12:24 tells us as seeds, we must die. And thank God he doesn't stop there, but then states that we can reproduce much grain or fruit, or disciples that were made, John 15, 16. And as we know it states that we cannot bear any fruit detached from the true vine, which is Jesus, John 14, 4, 6. When Jesus was looking at the cross, he wasn't focused on sin. He was focused on a harvest, on the bride side of harvest. He was focused on the wedding day. So then as we have died to ourselves on our own passions, as we have now got a revelation of this man, who has been pursuing you and I, and that now we know he is the real deal, he is absent and void of all that is vile in the human race, in terms of behavior, and yet was and is human, the perfect human. This is how John 12:26 is possible, whereby it states that he expects that if we will be serving him, it will be on his terms, and it will be where he is at. Yes, Believe it or not, there are some who are doing the Lord's work, but not meeting this condition of being where Jesus is at. Look at our unintentional obstinacy. Matthew 7, 24 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. What is his will? The Father's will. Well, we only need to go to Matthew 17:5 to find out. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Again, Mark 12, 29. Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. No, it's not trickery. You see what it states, and that is to listen. Listen. It's the greatest obstacle to relationships on this planet, be it with other humans or with God. So back to Matthew 7, 21, 24 Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now when humans have expectations, oftentimes they're way above what they who have set the expectation can even achieve. But Jesus expects a listening bride, not one who will challenge his every decision. There is no room for that in his kingdom, or for that matter, in his life. His will is that you listen and do what he asks and commands and that you are where he is at, be it in another neighborhood, a new country, state, and or church. For your life, you need to be where he is at, period. You cannot hear him if you are displaced due to your own will and plan. How do you follow direction from your husband if you are heading in opposite directions? You can't. You must want to be with Jesus because there is no better choice on this rock. No place that you would rather be than in his presence. Martha was doing dishes. Mary was hanging on his every word. If you were doing a bunch of stuff for each other, but not hanging around with each other in poignant pregnancy pause, then you might not ever be able to do that with Jesus. Back to the church you attend. Who sent you? How did you come about selecting that church? Since most of you don't know what specific gift you operate in, Not one you think you operate in, but one that can be confirmed by others who know you. Since most of you do not know your personality types, your natural talents, the name of your spiritual office that you may be called to operate in. Yes, since most of you don't know how you fit into a body, well, and even if you did, do you know what the community of believers needs? Do you know what church requires your every service? Your bundled you? I know that the church has missed the mark in equipping the saints for the work of ministry and that we struggle to make disciples that remain, which is a direct result of not equipping you for the work of ministry. However, reading the word can be done by anyone who is authentically born again. In 1 Corinthians 11:18 18 and 24, it states, But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased, But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. Now, I won't go any deeper on this matter because, well, you guessed it, I have another message on it. I believe it's titled Church Purpose. Now, I also do so at the risk of those who might think that it is not possible that God would not tell an authentic born again believer which church they should go to or for how long the season is that they need to be there but I beg to differ because he is the only one who can. He sees all things and has a perfect plan. If you want to find a reason why you don't have to hear from God to attend a specific church, then okay, attend anyways. It would be like you trying to install transmission gears in an engine of a car. He knows how to place us better than we know how to place ourselves. Not sure if you have as many pastors as you do members, then, well, your gifting and calling should not be on the shelf. God speaks to the humble of heart, willing to go to the ends of the earth for this man, his son Jesus. We follow Jesus because we are wooed into doing so. He died for his bride and expects nothing less from her. He modeled what he wanted his wife to look and be like. He behaved and lived like a king, and in so doing, gained a queen. The church, the body of Christ, fruit that remained. Stick around to have a great treat that will save you from absolute disaster down the road. And by the way, the further you get down the road, the more difficult the turns. Make the adjustments now while you are still agile. Boys and husbands, you need to model what you expect from your kids and wife. I'm not saying this is easy, but if you persist and continue to give it the old college try, you will be successful in Jesus' name. Wives, it is good to submit regardless of circumstances as we men need more encouragement than we typically let on. A positive response from you goes a long way to build a strong relationship. Boys and girls, become what you want in a spouse. If you want a princess, then become a prince. If you want a king, then you better become a queen. Like attracts like. And By all means, be sure God is your choice for a spouse. At least future battles, tear your ill-equipped souls from one another. In Finishing, Finishing, Jesus died for his girlfriend, that she would become his bride. In the story of the wheat kernel, Jesus was talking about his death, future and past harvest, as well as his bride, when he said the seed must die. He meant him. He meant us. Jesus' bride has no imperfections, so if you don't believe in him, you won't be in him. It is only a dead seed that is made alive. So now we see that it is only a dead self that is made alive in Christ. The seed I now carry is meant to bear seedy fruit so that it will reproduce its own kind, which is not more Kens, but more Christ pieces. If you plant a seed that is dead in you, you will reproduce death, and that death will reproduce life. Well, that's it for today and for this episode. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy. It creates space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep Water.